Jesus desires to spend time with us. He desires to fill us with his wisdom, with his power, with his word. He guides us through the dark valleys of life and brings us into the light. When we spend time with Jesus, we will be changed. We will begin to see others through his eyes. We will begin to serve them, to love them, and invite them into his light. What if we walked with him, followed him, and began to hear where he's calling us to go, who he's calling us to reach? And then, when we step out in faith, knowing he is with us, it's in that one moment we will begin to see the kingdom of God grow. Bring one to the one. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Happy, happy Sunday. What's happening? Rock Church, say Jesus. How's everybody doing today? How's everybody doing today? Kind of lazy, lazy Sunday. Is it raining out? What's, what's going on outside? It is? It's so lazy. Y'all, are y'all awake? Okay, everyone take a deep breath in and shout, Jesus. Jesus! Okay, now I'm feeling it. Now I'm feeling it. What's up, uh, East County, North County, San Ecijo, City Heights, Coronado, all our microsites, and everybody watching online, all the military. Let's give all those people out there a big hand. God bless y'all. God bless you. Listen, we have, we have an exciting Sunday. Won't we all stand up and uh, let's all stand up. <laughs> yeah, y'all, 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 need to get, y'all need to wake up. Y'all need to wake up. <laughs> y'all partied late last night. Is that what it was? Ah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Um, when we do this, we are saying to God, we surrender. It's like when the police point a gun at you, you say you surrender. That's what, I give up. I give up. And I know, uh, I remember the first time uh, when I first came to church seeing people do that. I thought it was kind of weird. Uh, but I also realized I wanted to, re- wanted to be able to do that, but I was scared. And, uh, but all it means is that you surrender. So we're going to pray to God right now. And, and uh, I just want you to lift your hands up and we're going to say, God, we surrender. We're all going to have our eyes closed, so don't worry about anybody looking at you. Except me. And y'all look beautiful. Lord, we surrender. Lord, we surrender. We have nothing to hold on to in this world that's worthy of selling you out for. We surrender to you. We honor you. We worship you. We want to serve you. And I pray that we can be a church of disciples. Not attenders or only converts, but disciples. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you put your hands down, before you put your hands down, give someone a high five next to you. Everybody having a good day today? Very good. Before I start, before I start we had our all-in all in initiative last year, and I want to encourage you um, not only to get it going, but you can automate your giving online. And I want to encourage you, if you haven't done that yet, to make it automatic. You can automate and go online and have it automatically deducted and, and make it automatic and, and, and consistent. Amen? 
Amen. On three, we're going to see our Bibles. Let's see our Bibles on three. One, two, three, say word. One more time, say word. Let's turn to Matthew chapter four. Matthew chapter four. Matthew chapter four. First book of the New Testament, Matthew chapter four. And I want you to say this with me. I, okay, I'll let you find Matthew chapter four. Because I can't, I can't look and talk at the same time. Everybody got Matthew four? Okay, say I, I want, want, I need to be a disciple. You may not want to be what you need to be. Let's say it one more time. I need to be a disciple. Uh, last week I introduced this concept of being a disciple and a discipler, being in a discipleship relationship where someone is discipling you investing in your spiritual growth and having someone that you are investing in bring one with you on your journey. I talked about when Jesus came to earth, he lived 33 years, had a three-year ministry, and his whole plan was to invest in 12 disciples that would take the gospel message to the world after he left. And they would continue to do what he did after he left, that his message of hope through the gospel would spread to the world. And during those three years, he spent time with his disciples. He taught them. He modeled ministry to them. He prayed in front of and with them. And even though the crowds followed him, his whole focus was on the 12. And that he called us to be disciples. And so I want to talk about, continue to talk about that today in the next two weeks as well. But let's look at this verse that we looked at last week. Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 to 20, we'll look at today. It says, verse 18, Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting the net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And this is what he said. He said, follow me. Everyone say, follow me. And I will make you, say, I will make you. Fishers of men, say, fishers of men. Three things. Follow me, I will tr- uh, make you, transform you, change you. You will not be the same. And then I'm going to get you to do what I did to you. Go be a fisher of men. And so what I want to do today is I just want to review what we talked about last week. We talked last week about our mission here, Save, Equip, Send, which is basically follow, make you send, uh, make you a fisher of men. Uh, um, so we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to talk about what our next step is. Now, last week we introduced a text to share where you shared your gospel through your phone, and then we're going to talk about what happened with that because it's an incredible thing what happened. And by the way, if you were here for the first time because you got saved on, your, on someone sending you a text message, we want to welcome you. Let's welcome all those people. Amen. Amen. And you'll know, anyway, it's it's very exciting. So let me talk about our mission here because big picture, we have a system, a process for you to follow Jesus, be made into a fisher of men. We call it save, equip, send. Everyone say save, Save. say equip, Equip. say send. send. 
So if someone comes up to you in the mall and says, hey, this rock church is a cult. What do y'all do over there? What's up with that? You would say, what do y'all do over there at the rock church? I don't understand. Y'all just listen to that guy yell at you every day, every week and tell you what to do. No, we Very good. So look at the screen. We did this last week and we're going to do it again next week as well. First thing is we save. Oops. I don't know. Okay. Let me, let me try this. Boom, 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 boom. Hey, man. Say it with me. Once you get saved, you get equipped. Once you get equipped, I will follow me. I will make you a fisher of men. As a believer in whatever church you go to, some people call it wind bill sin. Some people call it other things. It's the same thing. You have to make a decision to follow Christ. You have to make a decision to be discipled by him, transform, and then he's going to send you out. He's not going to have you get saved to attend. Amen? So everyone say, let's say save. save. Say equip. equip. Say send. Save. The mission of the Rock Church is? Save. Equip. Say one more time. Very good. So how do you say we had an acronym for that? It is called? One more time. If you knew, you don't know what we're saying. Say so good. One, two, three. Very good. How do you spell that? S-O-O-O-G-O-O-G. S is for Sunday. People get saved on Sunday. People get saved one-on-one. People get saved through outreach. That's what these O's mean. Are you with me? Everyone say, so good. What's the the mission of the Rock Church? What's the mission of the Rock Church? No, it's a cult. You got to do what that guy tells you. Say, no, we don't. We have to. Very good. And then save is what? So how do people get saved? The S is what? The first O is what? Next O is what? The next one is what? Online. Very good. And by the way, it doesn't mean it needs to be in this order online. Everyone say online. Last year we had 180,000 people get saved online through video, short video, gospel videos that we put online. Let's give the Lord a hand and make up. Amen. And these people, these people were all over the world. And but last week we introduced a tool, another tool online that you can share the gospel with your friends. I want to explain it and then we're going to do it. If y'all can take out your phones and turn your phones on, please take out your phones and turn your phones on. We're going to do it. We did it last week. Say amen if you did it last week. Say amen if someone you sent it to got saved. Try that one more time. Say amen if someone you guys, if someone you send it to got saved, say amen. 
Y'all like, amen, amen. Okay, you got your phone out, so here's what it is. Last, here's how it works. You're going to send a text out to your friend, and it's basically going to say with your name in it, we're going to lead you through a process, your name's going to be in the text, and it's going to say basically that you, your name, cares about them and wants them to know God, and it's going to send them a link with a video they can watch right on their phone, right there. It's about four minutes long of me sharing the gospel. When you send the text, your phone is going to text you back and say, one, they got it. Then it's going to text you back and say, they got it and didn't watch it, call them up. (laughs) Or they got it and watched it but didn't respond, call them up. Or, boom, they got saved, call them up. And here's, a, and here's a follow-up too. So, and so that's what's going to happen. Now, we did it last week. At the, at our, at our, we introduced this last Sunday. And we want to show you how many people got saved just from y'all sending this out in all our churches, in all our campuses, just from y'all sending it out to your friends. Look at these numbers right here. So 11,000 11, texts went out, 2,000 people watched it till the end, and 1,258 people got saved. Amen. Let's give those people a hand. Amen. Now, aha, this is, this is like real, very exciting. We should be giving a big round of applause for those 1,200 people got saved. Amen. 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 Let me put this in perspective. It's 1,200 people that y'all know. 1,200 people, and a lot of these people got saved. They got the text, and within minutes, text back, I receive Christ. These people were sitting around in basically in their life waiting to be asked. You are surrounded by people who are searching out for God. And they're waiting for you to ask them. And you can come to church year after year after year and be surrounded by people who want God, need God, whose lives are drowning and they just don't know where to get it. And we have it. This is a tool to do that. Are you following me? And you might be saying, well, how am I supposed to know all these people? We're supposed to be always listening to the Lord. Always on call for God. Always, Lord, who do you want me to share with? Yes. Anyway, let's, so here's how we're going to do it. Get your phone out because we're going to do it right now. We're going to do it right now. Oh, by the way, last Sunday alone, just on Sunday, when we introduced this, we had 850 people saved on Sunday alone, just from y'all sending this out. So that means 850 of y'all friends and your family were just saying, yes, I want Jesus. Yes, I want Jesus. We had a staff meeting here at The Rock Wednesday, and we, as a staff, did it again. And one of the pastor's mothers got saved during the staff meeting while we were sitting there. He's sitting there looking at his phone crying, and it said, boom, got saved. He went and called his mom. This is, this is very real. So let's, let's, let's take your phone out and let's do this real quick. Text the word SHARE to 52525. And then it will say, we're eager to help you share the gospel. So let's get started. What is your name? Text in your first and last name. And then it's going to say, what's the 10-digit number of the person you want to share? Go to your contacts, paste it in, and then you can delete out the parentheses, the dashes, the spaces, And then after you do that, it's going to say, do you want to do it? Yes or no. You put a Y. You don't need the quotes. You put a Y. And then boom. Well, not the boom. Success. You only get a boom. You literally get a text that will say boom if they get saved. 
And then if you get a text, we, we made another text yesterday that if you get a boom that they got saved, you're going to get another text that says boomerang the boom, which means call them up and spend time with them, okay, and invite them to church or something, okay? Let's finish that up, and then we're going to continue our lesson. Everybody good? Okay. What's the mission of the church? Say save, equip, send. And say, everyone say save, equip, send. And then after you uh, save, save is what? After you, after you get saved, then you go to life class. And life class is a class that you will learn, one, about our small groups. You'll learn about our small groups. You'll be in life-transforming life relationships. We have small groups all over San Diego. Make the big church small. You will also learn about impacting ministry. You will learn about the gifts that God has given you. Every single one of you, God has called you and gifted you to do something in the kingdom of God. And so in that class, you're going to learn about your gifts. And when you finish that class, they're going to give you five areas that you can serve in the church. Based on your gifting. And the F is um, faithful stewardship. We're going to learn how to steward your money, your time, and your talent. And then the E is evangelism. So when you go to that class, it's going to show you who you are in Christ, how Christ designs you, and what Christ wants you to do. And then we're going to give you opportunities to serve here at the church. In two weeks from now, we're going to, or three weeks from now, we're going to have a ministry fair. And in that ministry fair, you're going to see all kinds of opportunities to serve, then we're going to say go to the life class so you can learn out where you're gifted, not where you just have an interest, but where you're actually gifted to serve, and then you're going to do that. If you're a preacher, we want to get you an opportunity to preach. If you're a counselor, we want to get you an opportunity to counsel, be on the pastoral support team, whatever it is God has called you to do and gifted you to do, the life class will help you get there and also help you get in a small group. Amen? Everyone say save, equip, send. Say save. Say equip. The equip is a life class, and then after you go to the life class, then you will know where you are to what? Everyone say serve. This is very important, serve. In the end, if you're coming to church and not serving, you need to know you're still in process. There's still something for you to do. God has not called you just to be saved and attend. He wants you building the kingdom. The reason he invested in the disciples is he says, I'm going, to, I'm going to call you to follow me, and then I'm going to make you into a fisher of men, and then I want you to go make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit to do what I've done to you. Can I get an amen? That's what we're supposed to be doing. Amen? So, what's your first step? First step, Matthew 4, 19. Look what it says. The first thing Jesus calls his disciples to do is very simple. Matter of fact, all of you have somebody in your life that you can pour into, that you can invest into, that you can disciple. The very first step is very, very simple. Some of you are going to send that text out to someone and they're going to get saved. And you're going to say, what do I do now? It's very, very simple. Look what it says in chapter 4, verse 19. He says, follow me. Everyone say, follow me. Say, follow me. In your notes, number one, disciples were called to be with him. Be with him. The first thing Jesus told his disciples, spend time with me. 
And when you think of discipleship, some people think of I gotta I gotta know the whole Bible and I gotta teach all this information and I gotta I gotta do all this Bible memorization. By the way, Bible, mem- Bible memorization is fantastic. The first thing Jesus said: Be with me, spend time with me, hang out with me, watch what I do, listen to what I say, watch how I react, watch me pray. Let's be together. The best thing you can do as a believer and you say you want to be a disciple is to spend time with Jesus. At the very end of your lesson plan, there's ideas. Spend quiet time with Jesus, praying. Spend time listening to him. Spend time Bible study. Spend time, and this is probably the hardest thing in our culture, spend time sitting in silence for as long as you can take it. We are so like this all the time. Ding, bee, buzz, dang, clang, clang, ding, ding, bada boom, bada bing, all these little sound tones we got on our phone. And it's <laughs> for all y'all who recognize Fred Sanford. <laughs> and we got all this stuff going on. And, it's, it's, and God says, you know what? I just want you to be with me. Be with me. You want to be a disciple? Sit at Jesus' feet and say, speak to me. Every single day. Get up before the sun comes up. Turn everything off. Be alone. The devil will work all day and he will work so hard to keep you going all day rat race and fall out in your bed at night. Anybody, is that anybody's life? Is that anybody's life? Amen. Go, 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 go. Worries, worries, worries. Cares of the world, cares of the world. And then you fall out at night. And God says, be still. And know that I am God. And this same principle I'm going to read to you, the same thing you could do with someone in your life, let them spend time with you. Look at what the verses say. Mark 3.14. He went up on a mountain. Well, let me, I'm sorry, sorry, let me go to Matthew 4.19. He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Everyone say, follow me. You can read the screen. Mark 3.14. I'm just going to go through these quick. Mark 3.14. He went up on the mountain and called to himself those he himself wanted. They came to him. He appointed the twelve that they might be with him. John 1.43. The following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee and he found Philip and said, follow me. Verse 45, Philip was in Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Philip. Philip found Nathanael and said, we have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets spoke. Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. Verse 46, Jesus said, can any, uh, Nathanael said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said, come and see. Matthew 9, 9, as Jesus passed from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office. And he said, follow me. Follow me. Jesus wants you to spend time with him. I want you to distinguish time with him from information. It doesn't mean information is not time with him. But information can be different than time with him. You can get consumed with facts and information that you forget the person of Jesus. When you got saved and you give your life to Christ, you are giving your life to a person. 
not information. You are giving your life to a person that the information became, the word became flesh. But you don't want to get yourself caught up in information as much as a relationship with a person who can speak to you, guide you, encourage you, love you, comfort you, give you wisdom and direction and power. This is, this is, this is what we miss is that I, I, I do the rules. I, read, I got my verse. I read my, my chapter. I go to church. I say amen. I say Jesus' word, and that's it. He said, no, no, I want you to walk with me. I want you to spend time with me. I want you to acknowledge that I'm right here 24-7. And I want you to listen to my voice. Listen for my voice. What does God's voice sound like? A small, still whisper. And it sounds like your conscience, except it's saying stuff that's biblical. (laughs) Because your conscience probably is not. (laughs) It's saying stuff like, hey, get up and read the Bible. Hey, why don't you pray? Why don't you go over there and pray for that person? Why don't you go over there by faith and and join that ministry, take that life class? Why don't you be faithful to your giving, whatever? And and he's telling you all these biblical things because the Holy Spirit's going to remind you of things Jesus said. That's God. You're not going to hear James Earl Jones, for all you know who James Earl Jones is. He sounds like Darth Vader. You're not going to hear that voice come out of the, you need to do this. That's not going to happen. You're just going to hear a small, still voice going, man, I feel like I just need to get up, but it's 4.30 in the morning. That is God. That certainly ain't you. <laughs> you need to spend time. Everyone say spend time. Look at the end of your lesson plan. It says establish a time with Jesus. Prayer, quiet time, Bible reading, learning, teaching, ministry, time with God. I just want to be in your presence. God, I want to be in your presence. God, I acknowledge your presence. Tell him that. Holy Spirit, make yourself known to me. Tell him that. Shut everything out and say, God, this is me and you time. I'm focused. I'm focused. And then it says, number two in your notes, disciples were called to walk away from their old life. Oh, suck it, suck it now. <laughs> this is where it gets hard. Oh, yeah, I won't be a disciple. I won't be a disciple. I'm going to go to church. <laughs> That's just a baby step. People can't even do that every week. He says, I want you to walk away from your old life. You cannot spend time and be a disciple and keep your life the same. I'm going to say it again. You cannot spend time with Jesus the way he wants and that you need and call yourself a disciple and leave your life the same. It's a cost. You have to count the cost. Look what it says in Matthew 4.19. It says, he said, follow me, I will make you fishers of men. And immediately they followed him. Immediately they followed him. They were, they were there doing their nets. And Jesus said, hey, follow me, leave that behind. And they went, okay. Remember we prayed in the very beginning that I need to be a disciple? This is what God calls to be. God did not say, I want some to be disciples and some not to be disciples. I want all y'all to be disciples. So you need to follow me. Does it, mean, does, it, does it mean you need to quit your job? Not necessarily. I quit two jobs. As, as his disciple, I, I left two jobs voluntarily to do ministry twice. Why? He said, it's time to go. Okay, I'm going. 
Time to go over here. Go buy that building. We have no money, but we'll go. <laughs> this building right here, this building right here, we were not even one year old as a church. We hardly had any money. And he said, that's going to be where we're going to have a church. I said, I'm all for it. And went to the people and said, I want to buy the building. They said, do you have any money? We said, no, but we have God. <laughs> and they said, we don't care. <laughs> and I said, I understand, but we'll get the money. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Matthew 9, 9. Jesus passed from there and saw a man named Matthew sitting in the tax office. And he said, follow me. And what? He got up and followed him. Luke 14, a great multitude went with him, and he turned and said, if any of you want to follow me, and does not hate his mother, father, wife, and children, brother, sister, yes, his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Wow, I got to hate my mother? No, you have, the love you have for your parents and your family and your very own life has to be this compared to the love you have for God. That's what he meant. I'm going to love my mother better than I could ever love my mother because Christ is in my life. However, if my mom said, you have to leave Christ, I would say, mom, sorry. That's what that means. Forget your mom, even though your mom's important. Forget your dad, even though your dad's important. Forget your own kids, even though your kids are very important. Your own life. He says, I want you to love me more than your own life. What does that mean? I want you to be able to lay down your life for me. Oh, brother, come on, God. He says, he, he says I don't want you to just come to church. I don't want you to just say you're a Christian. I want you to be my disciple. And there's so many people playing Christianity in the United States of America, calling themselves Christians. They're not disciples. And God's like, I don't, I don't understand that, that version of what you're calling Christianity. I don't get that. That's not what I asked you to do. That's not what I asked you to preach. That's not what I asked you to, to, to learn about. I want you to be a disciple. And my challenge to all of you listening is what are you? You have to figure out what you are. Because if you're just going to be a cultural United States of America version, I just go to church whenever. I call myself a Christian because I haven't murdered anybody. And by the way, there are uh, murderers who are Christians. They get saved and they walk with God. You know what the Bible says? Slander is worse than murder. You ever talk behind someone's back? You're a murderer. Be my disciple. He says, I want you to walk away. I want you to stop watching that stuff on, on, on the Internet, calling yourself a Christian. Why don't you stop watching that trash, listening to that trash, talking that trash, and call yourself a Christian. Be my disciple. Sit at my feet and learn what I want you to learn to be what I want you to be. Be that. That's what I want you to be. And if you do that, if you do that, your life will be supernatural. Other than that, it's not going to be any different. You'll just be another casualty of look at that hypocrite. And by the way, the only people hypocrites fool are themselves. Because everybody knows you're a hypocrite except you. <laughs> I meet people, I, I tell you all the time, oh, hey, Pastor Mark, go to the rock. When's the last time you've been to the rock? And by the way, if I see you and, you, and we talk, I'm going to ask you two questions. When, what service do you go to? Because I just want to know, because you know, I, I don't know anybody. I want to like, know what service you go to and what campus and when's the last time you've been? I ask people all the time, hey, Pastor Mark, hey, I love the church. Oh, it's so good, so uplifting. Praise the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, who's the man? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I get it all the time. I get it all <laughs> Walking in the mall, hey, Jesus, hey, who's the man? <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, hey, when's the last time you've been to church? You sleeping with your girlfriend? Y'all sleeping together? 
uh, what's the last name of the church? Oh, well, see, uh, what happened was uh, <laughs> back in 08. <laughs> Be a disciple. It's 100% up to you. You could tell Jesus no or yes. We're doing the fast. Do the fast. The food you eat is poison. This is a straight up fact. The reason you get sick, the food you eat is poison. It has chemicals in it. You will be in poison. Eat, go on a fast. Clean your body out. Ask yourself, is that stuff good for me? It's killing you. you. You did it all in commitment? Let's do the all in commitment. Let's do it. You said many places to give? Give. You want to serve? Serve. If this is what we're about, let's do it. Let's do it. Jesus said, I'd rather you be hot or cold, but don't be Luke. We're lukewarm. Don't be like, Wah. don't be in. Don't be in. Be on fire for something. Be on fire for sin. Go sin and find out it's no good. Then come back and be on fire for Jesus. But don't be in the middle. Be one or the other. It says, it says, it says, he says here, he says here, verse 33, verse 28. For which of you intends to build a tower does not sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish, lest after he has laid the foundation is not able to finish, and all who see it mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. What king going to make war with another king does not sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes with 20? Why, or, or, or else, while the other is still a great way off, sends a delegation and con- with uh, conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Listen, in a minute we're going to do an altar call. And some of you are going to say, uh, uh, we're going to pray and we're going to have you come forward. And some of you are going to say, I want to be a disciple. I want to follow Jesus. I really do. I don't know Jesus as my Savior. I want to follow him. And I want to be a disciple. And some of you already are have asked him to be your Savior. But you haven't left your life. Your life is the same. Your life is the same or worse. And you blame everybody else. And the pastor don't teach the word. Oh, the church too big. Oh, the, 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 you blame it on the lights. <laughs> the smoke has nothing to do with it. And by the way, there's going to be lights and smoke in heaven. So get used to it. That has nothing to do with it. It has 100% to do with you saying, I want to follow Jesus. And I'm going to make changes in my life so I can follow Jesus. I'm going to make changes in how much TV I watch, how much sleep I get, how much gossip I gossip. I'm going to make changes in my life to walk away from something so I can follow him. You either make that decision or you don't. That's it. That's it. And so in a minute we're going to pray. There's some of y'all who are sleeping together. You live together, and that's the culture. That's not the Bible. That's not the Bible. I don't care, and God doesn't care what the world says. What does he say? I am going to be a pure man and woman of God, and I'm going to follow Jesus, or you're not. So in a minute, we're going to pray, and I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. Look, look, just in your notes, you may have someone in your life you want to disciple. Here's some very simple things you can do. Invite them to your house for dinner. That's discipleship. I have a 23-year-old kid. Now he's 25. At 23, we hired him, and he was going to be my assistant and travel with me everywhere I went. So I was never alone. So no one could say, oh, I was with Miles. No, he was with me. 
So he's been with me all over the world, and he, he's with me all the time. Every day I'm working. If I'm not home, he's with me. He's 23, now he's 25. He's not trying to be a pastor. He's, he's, he's grown up as a minister, as a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a servant of God, but he's not trying to do what I'm doing. He's trying to be a believer in Christ and, 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 and in ministry as well. He's watching everything I do. Eat, have conflict with people, work 24 hours straight, fly 36 hours, deal with pain, pleasure, victory, altar call, preach, prepare to preach, recover from preaching. Da, 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 da. He watches it. Invite people into your life, to your house, to go to the movies with you, to go to your soccer game, to go to church with you. That's discipleship, step number one. It's simple. You send out a text, somebody's going to get saved. Spend time with them. Call them up. Say, come spend time with me. Let them watch. Let them observe your life. And what they observe, they will absorb. Hopefully what they're observing is worth absorbing. Let's all pray for a word of prayer right now. On all our campuses, just pray, bow your heads and pray. Holy Spirit, I pray you speak to people right now. I pray you challenge people right now to say, I'm done with my life. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I need to walk with God. I need to stop playing games. I need to take this Christian thing serious. Eyes closed, heads bowed. If you're saying, yes, that's me, I want you to pray this prayer. You know who you are. Whether you're saved or not saved, you are saying, I want to follow Jesus. I want to walk away from my old life, and I want to be what he wants me to be. I want to be a disciple. Pray this prayer in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I surrender. I give up my life to you. I'm walking away from my way of doing things. I surrender to you. Jesus, you are my Savior. You are my Lord. You are my God. Thank you, Jesus, for being patient. Thank you for receiving me. Eyes closed, heads bowed, and all the campuses, I'm going to ask you to stand up if you prayed that prayer. If you prayed that prayer, you're saying, I am a disciple of Christ. I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what I, it looks like. I am a disciple. I am following Jesus. I am walking away from my nets as the fishermen did. And whatever God wants in my life, he has it. If you prayed that prayer, and, you, and that's your statement, your declaration today, I'm going to ask you to stand on the count of three in all the campuses, wherever you are. Today is your day of decision. One, two, three. Three, just stand to your feet. God bless you. 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 Good. God bless you. 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 Now we're going to ask all of y'all who are standing up to come to the altar. If you're in the balcony, all you got to do is turn around and walk up. The ushers will bring you down. Everybody else, come on down to the altar. Let's give them a big hand. Let's give the disciples a big hand. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Come forward, all the way forward. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come all the way forward. There we go, girlfriend. God bless you. How you doing? God bless you. Hey, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Hey. God bless you. 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 Hey, girl, how you doing? God bless you. God bless you. 
God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Let's give him a hand. Come on now. Amen. Amen. Come, come over here, y'all. Come over here, y'all. Here we go. Here we go. There is no way, no way in heaven and earth that God is not going to pour out his blessing on your life if you say, God, I'm here. He has to. If he, because if he doesn't, he's a liar and he's not a liar. The Bible says he doesn't lie. And so if you say, God, I, here I am. I'm going to do whatever you say. He will bless you. And, and, and will it be scary? Absolutely. <laughs> will it be exciting? Double absolutely. Because <laughs> it, it is. I, I'm telling you, I'm just going to truth. We bought this building. It started out at these many millions and it ended up at these many millions. <laughs> that was scary. Scary because we had the money. And I was sitting on the road, riding Rosecrans in the car with a board member. What are we going to do? And he said, relax. This is not a surprise to God. I was like, I know, but it's a surprise to me. I can't. <laughs> Here we are. This is the most visible miracle you, I can give you is what you're standing in. God is going to do something in your life. You say, God, every day I am going to obey you. 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 Every single day, if you do that, he will bless you. Will you stumble and fall? You're human. Yes, you get back up. You get your lazy butt off the ground and say, I'm, the Bible says a righteous man falls seven times and gets up again. You get up again and say, that's it. You're human. Do I fall? Absolutely. Do I get up again? Absolutely. And sometimes it's hard? Absolutely. Sometimes I don't want to get out of bed, but I got to get out of bed. I got to get out of bed and go do it just like everybody else. That's life. But God is bigger than that. So you say, Lord, today I'm walking away from that garbage. And you know what the garbage is. You know who the garbage is. <laughs> Lord, I pray for all these people. I pray, I pray. I pray you bless them. Lord, I pray for all the people getting saved right now on their phone. Because just in, since the 8 o'clock service till I walked out on stage, we had 107 people get saved in that one hour. So I pray for the people getting saved right this minute who are sitting in their car, in their house, in their closet, on their floor crying because they've been going through a divorce, they're depressed, and they got a text on their phone from someone they know, someone who cares about them and says Jesus loves them. And they said, this is what I've been looking for. I pray for those people right now, but more so I pray for the people who sent the text. I pray they would call them. I pray they would spend time with them. I pray they would sit with them, cry with them, pray with them, encourage them, put their arm around them, invite them to dinner, something, but spend time with them. And let's stop playing church. Let's be disciples. In Jesus' name, amen. Take a right turn and walk this way. Let's give them a hand as they go out. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. 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 Let's give them a big hand. Come on. This is not a time to leave. This is a time to...